0: Republicans in New York want the state to cooperate with federal immigration agents to handle an influx of migrants. State Assemblymember Jarrett Gundolfo of Bayport says the bill he introduced would unravel laws Democrats have passed in recent years that stop law enforcement agencies from cooperating with Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Our bill would compel law enforcement agencies when they arrest a non-citizen to report that to ICE. It would also provide for the notification of ICE upon conviction. Republicans say New York is struggling to house migrants that are bused to the state, mostly from Republican governors. The proposal would also restore the penalty for certain misdemeanor crimes committed by non-citizens, which would put them at risk for deportation. you're listening to After All Things, WSHU's daily news and culture update from the Long Island Sound region. Governor Lamont proposes to add over $40 million to early childhood education funding. Eversource plans to sell Aquarion Water Company. Tom Suozzi wins the congressional seat in New York 3. And Romance is in the air at the New England Aquarium. Those stories and more are coming up. I'm Sabrina Garone. Governor Lamont wants the Connecticut General Assembly to approve an additional $43 million for early childhood education for the fiscal year 2025. WSHU's Molly Ingram has more. The early child care sector was allocated almost $70 million for fiscal year 2025 when the budget passed last May. Lamont's proposal would bring the total over $110 million. He says it's not just good for kids. It also helps working parents keep their jobs, and that's good for the state's economy. If approved, Lamont says the most notable part of the investment will be in care for kids, a program that helps median and low-income families pay for child care. Early Child Care Commissioner Beth By says she plans to apply for an additional $12.5 million from the federal government to support care for kids. The proposal is in the hands of the Appropriations Committee. Molly Ingram, WSHU News. The electric utility Eversource has announced plans to sell its Bridgeport-based water subsidiary Aquarion. WSHU's Shelley houseman kadish reports. This week's announcement follows the news that Eversource is finalizing a deal to sell its stake in an offshore wind project. Under the agreement, the company will fully exit the offshore wind business. It will take a loss of $442 million for 2023. Eversource said in a release the Aquarian sale would help reduce equity needs by increasing cash flow. Eversource and Aquarian are in a dispute with Connecticut's public utility regulators over the company's request to raise Aquarian's rates. Aquarian is the seventh-largest investor-owned water utility in the U.S. Eversource provides electricity to customers in Connecticut, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts. Shelly Hassman-Kadish, WSHU News. Democrats have clinched a key seat in the U.S. House of Representatives with Tom Swazi's special election win on Long Island last night. That means the narrow Republican majority in the House will shrink even further after Swasey takes office. He says his victory means that voters are tired of the division in Washington. The people are watching. They want us to start working together. So our message is very clear either get on board or get out of the way. Swazi represented New York's third congressional district for six years. His opponent was Republican Mozzie Pillop, a two-term Nassau County legislator. The race gained national attention when George Santos was expelled from his seat last year. A pair of penguins at the New England Aquarium can teach some of us a thing or two about love and commitment. That story is coming up. First a message from our supporter. Local support comes from Hartford Healthcare, the only health system in the Northeast with all its hospitals receiving A grades for safety from the Leapfrog Group. The nation's leading independent safety watchdog group, hartfordhealthcare.org. A Stony Brook University professor was nominated for an Academy Award for the Best Picture category. Christine Vachon produced the film Past Lives, and this is her first Oscar nomination.
1: I think we made a terrific movie. Uh, And, you know, um, in a sort of under uh, about, you know, from a first time director um, and, uh, you know, great stories always impact. A community in a great way.
0: The movie highlights childhood best friends Nora and Hae Sung from South Korea. After Nora's family moves to New York City, the duo were separated for 20 years. They reconnected for one week in the Big Apple and fell in love. The 96th Annual Academy Awards are scheduled for March 10th at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood. A key legislative committee in Connecticut will consider a bill to regulate artificial intelligence. The measures include the criminalization of the use of so-called AI-generated deepfakes and revenge porn. A draft of the bill will soon be available for public input, according to officials. Industry groups have said they are concerned the bill might be a knee-jerk reaction to the rapidly evolving use of AI. Republican Congresswoman Elise Stefanik from upstate New York has filed a bar complaint against State Attorney General Tish James. It claims James conducted a biased investigation and prosecution of former President Donald Trump. Stefanik says James violated the rules of professional conduct and is requesting the Attorney Grievance Committee investigate and disbar the AG. A verdict in James's civil fraud investigation of the Trump organization is expected this month. Stefanik is a fierce Trump defender and seen as a possible VP pick for the GOP frontrunner. aren't the only ones pairing up for Valentine's Day. It's breeding season for the African penguins at the New England Aquarium. The aquarium is one of about 50 facilities nationwide working to protect the species from extinction. WBUR's Barbara Moran takes us behind the scenes.
1: Getting animals to breed in a zoo or an aquarium can be tricky and penguins like their surroundings just right. So as we enter
0: this first room, this is where our nesting setup is. All right. Um, so we'll kind of go... It
1: smells like uh, it's,
0: fish. It certainly does.
1: Penguin trainer Nick Vitali oh, okay. says the small cinder block room is set up to mimic breeding conditions in the wild. Sorta. There, African penguins burrow down into sand or guano to build nests. And here, upside down plastic bins with openings in the side serve as penguin caves. One female steps out and glares at us, eyes narrowed. She's only two feet tall, but she looks ferocious.
0: African penguins are a really territorial species. And as we get into the breeding season, their aggression levels and their territoriality is gonna only increase.
1: Vitali offers her a treat, an eight inch long chunk of garden hose, which she accepts. The other penguins take notice. These are popular, they're all oh, coming. Yeah. Oh my goodness, they're running. Wow, who knew? I guess you knew.
0: (laughs) So African penguins really love to collect objects and bring them back to their nests. And our hope is that when we provide them all of these objects that they get it in their head and get the gears turning that, oh, maybe it's time to go through that season.
1: The aquarium tracks each penguin's pedigree and every year picks a few pairs for breeding. They look for couples that will make the best contribution to the species' genetic diversity. The aquarium and about 50 other institutions all share genetic data and sometimes actual penguins to ensure a healthy gene pool. Some of the African penguins here have stuck with one mate for their whole lives. Two of them are Durbin and Harlequin. She's the one giving us the evil eye.
0: So they have been together for over 24 years. Um, So their 25th anniversary is coming up soon um, and they have just kind of been inseparable.
1: Harlequin stopped eating a couple days ago, usually a sign that an egg is on the way. And sure enough, the trainer spy one in the nest, the first egg of the breeding season. All right, so Nick was able to retrieve the egg from under Durbin. Eric Fox, assistant curator of penguins, cradles it in the palm of his hand. It looks just like a jumbo chicken egg. It's nice and warm, which means the parents are sitting on it perfectly. That's exactly what we want to feel. We're all excited to know that, uh, you know, 40 days from now, come early March, uh, we are going to hopefully see an egg emerge into a chick. Over the years, the staff has learned a lot about raising baby penguins. That comes in handy when they assist colleagues who work with orphaned or abandoned chicks in the field. And if this egg hatches, it'll be Durbin and Harlequin's ninth chick together. That seems worth celebrating maybe with a romantic fish pie. For the New England News Collaborative, I'm Barbara Moran.
0: the latest news from Long Island and Connecticut. You can listen on the radio or stream anytime with the WSHU app or on our website WSHU.org. After All Things is supported by Hartford Healthcare. And this podcast is also made possible with support from our listeners so if you want to show your love for WSHU this Valentine's Day, consider making a donation to our station or even becoming a member. All the info on how to do that is there for you on our website. I'm Sabrina Garone. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.